awkwardly hit the wrong button and make awful noises i wonder what that sounds like i think so yes keep it i'm pretty sure it's still there big fan not proud of it but i think you should be that's heinous i wonder if it actually picked it up anyway hello hello (laughs) i don't know what kind of accents we were going for on that one i was just trying to copy you but i think it didn't work out as well as i had hoped so (laughs) we gave it our best happy sunday for us monday maybe for you who knows it would definitely be a monday if not beyond yes that day <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh anyway any this is our podcast teachers talk i was wondering if you're gonna finish it. i just kind of looked down yeah stopped um this is the podcast in which we teachers educators masters of um the world (laughs) (laughs) this is what we do best yes we talk about things which don't always revolve around teaching not always you know what i've come to realize is is that since we haven't gone to have breakfast in the past (laughs) we have a hard time getting started (laughs) weeks or so we tend to talk more about non-teacher things it's because we don't have our us time to just talk That's why when you were like coffee this morning, I was like, yes, yes, we do have coffees in hand. Yes. Life is good. Four till four. Shout out. The past few weeks, I've just been getting coffee by myself. (laughs) Me. Sad day. (laughs) Waiting for them to bring a pumpkin. I know. I got up. They got, they have pumpkin spice, like the cinnamon and the clove and stuff, but they don't have the actual pumpkin. So it's like a hint of it, but not quite. We need the whole darn thing. I want all of it because no offense, but Starbucks has it. So like, let's get going. I know. And Starbucks came out hard with it too. They did. But I refuse. I also went and got lots of fall flavored or fall scented candles. Did you? Oh yeah. I know. I cleaned my house yesterday and I was like, okay, do I decorate for fall? And then I'm waiting until the 15th. I'm waiting. I'm still going to wait till October 1st. Are you? Okay. you have all of October and November. That's what I was thinking. And then December it's Christmas is time. Christmas. That's the short one. I like the fall. Me too. I have all my fall decorations, but I was like, you know what? It's still 100 degrees. So. Yes. That's the problem. I can make it smell nice in my house with pumpkin. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't want to, I put, I did buy a couple little glass pumpkins at Michael's oh, because cute. Michael's had um like 50% off of all of their fall when decor. When did they not? And so I bought a couple glass pumpkins. So those cute. are there, but I'm not all my fall things yet. What the Henry I went to yesterday, mm-hmm. they decorated for fall and I was <sighs> like, okay, I like just, I see you. I, I get really, it. I would love to wear sweaters. Me too. But that's still not doesn't tend no. to happen until after Halloween. Well, and I'm like looking through the weather, and it's like we were excited because it's in the 90s all week. I know high 90s, but mind you, still 90s. But then Saturday kicks up to 106. I'm like, why? Mm. Why? Why do that to us? It's a tease. But hopefully, it'll cool down before long because I think everyone is ready. I'm ready for some reprieve because last week was awful, horrible. It was so hot. But then I'm going to decorate for fall and I'm going to make all the fall goodies because mm. we have our pumpkin cook-off oh, in yeah. October and I need to practice because 
I don't practice and I need to. You need to practice making yeah. something? Yeah. Oh. It's a competition. Yeah. But like I watched, um, you know, the British Bake Off. Bake Off. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I just. No. The, the British Baking Brave, so, Brave, Show. Brave, 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 Brave. I don't know. Anyway, you guys don't know what I'm talking about. You can DM me if you remember what it's called. But they have a junior version of it. Oh, snap. I was like, first off, these kids can bake better than I can, which is really sad. <laughs> and second off, I'm like, okay, they all practice their, like, showstopper before it gets there. So mm. I should probably do that for the pumpkin cook-off and, like, yeah. actually try and do something decent. We also can't compete, though. <laughs> Says who? Says we you. But like, if you win fair and square, you win fair and square. So you're telling That's me that philosophy. we're gonna get a prize? Yes, if we win. If yeah, you literally are the best baker at her work. So like, if you win, you win. Mrs. O'Connor can bake. Oh, Mrs. O'Connor can bake. Yes, yeah, she can. She can bake, and it's pretty. She does a yeah, really good job. She does. Are we still doing like showstopper, best sweet, best savory? Yeah, best okay, in cool. show, best, best sweet, show. best savory. I won. I'm in. I won my first year. I did it. Yeah. See. I know. But then now win. that we host it, I feel. Oh, like Oh, was that when Sheena hosted it? Yeah, that was when Sheena hosted it. Gotcha. But now that we host it, I feel like it's not fair. Eh. I mean, like I see that when we host Secret Santa, like that to me makes sense. Like, yeah, we shouldn't partake in that because we see all the matches. True. But Pumpkin Cookoff is like voter based. I know. And it's not like, like we're like buying myself a prize. So <laughs> that's what we make the prize great so that we want to win. If you have ideas for our prize, let us know. Yeah, we did last year. What did we do? Like, like a blanket and a, and a candle card. or something. Gift card. Yeah. We should do something Halloween themed because it's on Halloween. That's true. That would be cute. I just don't know what it would be. Oh, we also have finer things Friday this week. That's true. Uh, I was going to. Well, I wanted to bring a charcuterie board. Ooh, you should. Too much I, work? That means I need to go to the grocery store. The store. Oh, I don't really want to do that. Uh, I feel that. I didn't I'm going today. to go to Trader Joe's. Uh, they have all their fall stuff, though. So I'm going today. Uh, I'm really excited. Okay. But they ran out of ube mochi, and I'm like Meh. really depressed about it. I don't like mochi. What? Yeah. It's so good. I'm just not a fan of the... The gooey. The I texture. love the gooey texture. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's like my go-to right now. Actually, that's a lie. It's dark chocolate squares from Costco. Nice. The like caramel salty ones. Yeah. Ugh. You know what's so, so bad good for you? from Trader Joe's? They have a trail mix cracker. I'm addicted to them. A trail mix cracker? How does so that work? Good. I don't know. It's on like some cheese cracker or something. Okay, I'll look it for it today. It sounds so weird, but it was so yummy. I just like can't picture it. Yeah, it's like a cracker that looks like this and it has like seeds and stuff huh. on it. Huh. So good. It's it like sweeter good. than you think it would be. I'm in. Where's Carter, our Trader Joe's representative? Yeah, that's Carter's job. Trader Joe's needs to just sponsor her at this point. <laughs> we'll be like sitting at lunch. She's like, so from Trader Joe's this today. from Trader Joe's. Shout out to this. I give it a nine out of ten. Oh my, oh my gosh. We should do like a Trader Joe's Friday. Like everyone has to bring something from Trader Joe's and then we rate all the items. I love that. Like that one girl does on Instagram. How long have we been talking for? Uh, 
eight minutes. Okay. Okay, let's get started. I'm just Shall like we? every time we think of something new, we're like, oh my gosh, we should do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you hate it, you can skip. You That's know, true. you know the rules. That's true. But you love it. Hey, we got a thousand followers. I'm pretty sure it went down. <laughs> no, I will. I checked again. Did you check this morning? Well, it went down to 998 and then it went back up to 1,000. Okay, great. I was like, I think it fell back down. <laughs> Yay! That's awesome. We just need to post more. Um. Oh, it is on 1,000. Like is. on the dot. On the dot. Yeah. Thanks, um, guys. We're working on it. We posted what happened this week. We had a presentation from Dr. Bhatnagar to talk about India. Well, kind of like ancient India and hinduism and all that good stuff it was amazing and he dressed me in a beautiful sari and all this jewelry Mm -hmm. that was new this year and it was just phenom so yeah huge fan of him kids love him i kind of want him to come back but we start ancient china on monday so i'm like ah on to the next on to the next culture Yes, which I'm excited about because then after China is Greece and Greece comes with Greek fest. You know what I want to do? And then we'll get to it. I promise. Sorry, guys. Um, But it's about history and people. You can be writing down ideas from this banter, (laughs) this conversation. Talk about all the fun stuff we do with our faculty. Like you should do that with your faculty. But then in the classroom, I was thinking um, last year I had Mr. Leong come in and he brought those leche treats. Oh, yeah. I want to go to the Asian market because I know Carter knows where it is in mm-hmm. Arizona. I want to go there and get like some treats. Mm-hmm. I also want to go to like World Market and just get some kind of like dessert. I don't know if they have this from each region we study, like mm-hmm. each ancient civilization. Cool. So like India and then one from China and then one from Greece. Mm-hmm. And then that can just be like a nice little tie up before we move into American history. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. I like that idea. I also told my kids that I would attempt to get them cherry dumplings while we were reading <laughs> Boxcar Children, and I like don't I don't know where to get cherry dumplings and like how it. to make that work. But if I have parents that are listening that want to like sponsor that event, let me know. <laughs> I, mean, I could make mini cherry dumplings, but like I don't because it's not a I cherry made, turnover. Oh, not a turnover. Because I'd be down for that, but same thing. That's what I made for your mom that one time, right? Yeah, those are her favorite. Mm. She loves cherry turnovers. Mm. Anyway, that's all I have to say on that. So, what are we talking about today? Interestingly. (laughs) Interestingly. Interestingly. We're going to talk about lying today. We're actually going to throw it way back to, gosh, how long has it been? It's been a hot minute, but since we've talked about gentle discipline... But the timing is impeccable because I just got Sarah Aquell Smith's new book, oh. Beginnings, and I only read the first chapter so far, which is on like prenatal stuff, mm-hmm. but it's so good, like prenatal development, like what's happening and all that good stuff. And then it goes into, I think the first year is a couple chapters and then like, I don't know, she spaces it out purposefully yeah so i'm excited to read that and then relay that information to you as well but going back to gentle discipline using emotional connection not punishment to raise confident capable kiddos yeah i was just looking to see when the last time you did something with gentle discipline i think it was back in april it says oh wow episode 36 is coping with not listening and refusing refusal to do things cool. i think that's the last one <sighs> i should re-listen to that oh episode. no coping with rudeness and backtalk was mm. that 
Yeah. Was that gentle discipline? Uh-huh. It doesn't say it in our thing. Yeah. Description. Rudeness and back. Anything with coping is oh, gentle discipline. Anything with coping. So that was May 9th then. Wow. I mean, that would make sense because that's like right before we moved and a year stuff. Mm-hmm. Lost the book. Found the book. <laughs> <laughs> Lost it. Found it. But yeah. So we are going to focus on two chapters today because I was like, I actually went to the table of contents and I was checking off what we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. And if you just found our podcast and you're like starting in the new episodes and then working your way down to the older ones, I suggest going back to the very first episodes of this. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but I think it might just be gentle discipline part one, part two. But in those, I break down chapters one, two, three, and four, which is why children misbehave how children learn, how children's brains develop, the problem with common discipline methods, and then in an episode on itself, we talk about school discipline. So that's like the first things that we do. Episode 30. 30. Gentle discipline 31 is gentle discipline part two. Okay, cool. Wow. And then, I don't know. No, the problem is school discipline, but I don't Yeah, yeah. That's that? uh, that's another chapter that I did on itself. Oh, so you did three in a row. Yeah. TBT. I was failing I don't, at that point. Why? Why? I was probably just eager, honestly, Maybe. to talk about it. And I was not reading anything at that point, <laughs> which I <laughs> need to find something new for next week. I don't have anything yet, so. Eh, we'll find it. We always do. We right, always guys? do. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I said, right, guys? Oh, right. I thought you said, I guess. I was like, oh, no, oh okay. No, absolutely. Yes. But then we've talked about coping with not listening and refusal to do things. That was chapter eight. Coping with rudeness and backtalk. That was chapter nine. And then today we're going to do chapter 11, coping with lying. And then chapter seven, coping with whining and sulking. Mm, I'm a big fan of both of these things. Yeah. I'm really excited about the whining and sulking because that's just always the thing in classrooms and I'm sure at home there's plenty of that also I have some lying happening in my (gasps) do you I do hate that okay well then this will be perfectly timed yes please um but the remaining chapters can you dm us on I'm gonna plug it early teachers talk podcast at gmail.com or like I said dm us at teachers underscore talk underscore podcast if you want to hear about these I can always like do a poll again but chapter six is coping with violent and destructive behavior um i was also looking at you to see if that would be of interest i don't know Um, again violent and destructive behavior (laughs) maybe okay that would be helpful for me and then i thought this one isn't really like appropriate not that it's not appropriate but just like not made for our audience mm. is coping with sibling rivalry mm, yeah. it's like eh, that's more of like an at-home thing yeah coping with swearing is also kind of i feel like an at-home thing yeah i mean i have a curse student, words but... always come out yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like as teachers i feel like it's handled very differently than it is it at is. home yeah um but one that i circled would be coping with low self-esteem and lack of confidence i thought that mm-hmm. was a really i need that this good year. one so we'll come back to this again one day but then the last two chapters are just working with parental demons and your journey to gentle discipline so Mm. highly suggest you read this book it's like 
she has become one of my favorite authors just because these books are just easy reads. You know what I mean? It's like all of it makes sense. It's well thought out, well laid out. And it just has like action plans. You know, it doesn't leave you hanging with, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. Get started, shall we? Yes. Enough banter. Enough. Okay. So we're going to talk about coping with lying chapter 11. Children who lie are often considered to be antisocial and lacking in morals. And parents can wonder what they did wrong to raise a dishonest child. Yet, isn't it ironic (laughs) that we expect our children to be honest when we ourselves lie so often? I love the drama. I know. That reading. Yeah. (laughs) Do you lie? Um, Let's be honest. Let's have... Let's, Let's have, have a honest, honest confession. Chat. I don't think I'm like trying to think back to like, obviously you have the little white lies, you know, no, little, like in the classroom. Like, oh, do you lie classroom. in the classroom? Yeah, I mean, right. De- I'm like trying I'm like, to think depends. You, like yes there's no. a point where I'm like not giving them all the information that they need. Yeah. But I wouldn't consider that to be lying. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yes. A little bit. Question mark. Question mark. So maybe I'll think through. I'll. <laughs> On Monday, I'll think through my day and I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> I'll tally all my lies. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Oops. There's Oops. another. There's another one. <laughs> so let's talk about how we as adults encourage lying in children. Mm-hmm. We phrase our questions to, I'm going to say students, in a manner that encourages them to lie, I guess. That was you, wasn't it? I know you would never do that. You did what I asked you to do, right? Oh, I see. Mm. This can encourage the child to lie because they're thinking like, oh, if I don't answer like a particular way, then they're going to be mad or they're going to be upset with me. Mm -hmm. We also, in another way, encourage them to lie because we teach social niceties. So that just means like we come up with lies to appease others and we tell them it's okay to lie to make other people happy, which I don't think I've ever done. I think it's really important to be honest yeah with your feelings and with one another mm-hmm. so like as a teacher I've never done that I can see as a parent like, yeah where you might. like is it like I'm just thinking of like complimenting someone when you yeah, don't, like believe the compliment I guess I don't know like mm-hmm. I think of like I don't know just not like okay honey we're gonna go to this person's house and mm-hmm. we're gonna leave early but I don't know like don't tell him why you know what I mean? We don't yeah. want to upset him kind of thing. Oh, yeah. It's like, just be honest. Just say, like, I've got another shindig to go to. <laughs> I got some, I got other stuff to do. I don't know. Let's go. <laughs> that one's hard. Yeah. And then another way we encourage children to lie is because we force them to apologize. Yes. So young children have a hard time understanding the viewpoints of others. Like, go back to, I think it was this book when we talk about, like, the developmental milestones. If we haven't done that, we should. Mm. I'll do that with a new book. Anyway, um, which means that it is that students naturally struggle with empathy Mm. and empathy. Like we've discussed before is one of the last social skills to develop in children. And (laughs) I wrote empathy pimples. (laughs) I don't don't know. I think it's empathy implies not pimples. (laughs) Empathy implies That the child feels bad for what they've done. Mm. In order to feel bad, they have to understand how they make other people feel. Mm -hmm. 
forcing them to apologize does not make the child sorry. All it does is force them to lie. Like, tell them you're sorry. They're like, I don't understand why. Because they don't have empathy. It's also hard, though, because you want them to apologize. Mm -hmm. But, like, what's the other method? Right. Like, what else can you do besides telling a child? Teach them to be empathetic, especially if it, like wasn't in their realm of development as a young child you know like what if that was and we also I think you just did a full episode on empathy and I think that's where we were talking about like the view like not being able to see other people's Mm -hmm. viewpoints but it's like if a child doesn't have empathy and they do need to apologize for something that they've done like I always go to it can't just be I'm sorry it has to be I'm sorry for or Mm -hmm. I'm sorry because which is like a little like step further yeah but at the same time you're still forcing them to apologize yeah but at least you're having them verbalize or write down like what it is that they've done you know so that they can put that behavior Mm -hmm. together I'm just thinking of a student in my class that like has no empathy no empathy at all towards anything she's ever done in the classroom and it's been a month you know of school but like anything she does she is not apologetic for like she'll just kind of explain like yeah I crumpled that student's paper because they had something that I wanted so like no empathy so even if I do have her apologize it's like I'm sorry for crumpling your paper but like that's the tone in which she uses so it's like how can you I teach empathy towards that I'm going to say the unpopular opinion but like that kind of goes back to the parents like the parents need to get that child involved in like team sports yes you know something where she's interacting with others yes constantly and now we're having like bullying situations where she is like she needs outside like reinforcement a hundred percent which it's just it's hard because as a teacher you want to do everything you can to help that child but like there's only so much you can do in a year yeah (laughs) and that's like one thing I am like really (laughs) taking into consideration this year is like there is only so much I can do as a human being to Mm -hmm. like help yes or like mitigate a situation you know like I can only do so much I am one human being Mm -hmm. and I can't save the world yep sorry I know that's (laughs) I've really had to it's hard um ingrain that in my brain Mm -hmm. the past I would say two years it's like I'm going to do everything that I can yes but it doesn't always happen no nope yeah. And we have to be okay with that. Yes, we do. <laughs> so let's talk about why children lie. Yes, please. Which I like to hear because especially when they do lie like straight to your face and it's like, I don't know, something that like hurts you personally. Yes. Like I had an instant incident last year where a student lied directly to my face mm-hmm. about stealing something. And I thought I had a really good relationship with that student. And it yeah. was just like, she stole something of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, really Mm -hmm. so they lie or they could lie one because they love you children usually lie because they really love their parents or teachers I'll throw in there and they don't want to upset them they fear that what they've done will negatively affect their parents or teachers feelings about them and they lie to protect the relationship that makes sense okay that's fair but like you got to teach them what a healthy relationship means exactly and that means being honest Mm mm-hmm Uh, They might lie because they've been trained to lie out of a fear of punishment. Mm -hmm. So if your child tells the truth about something that they've done wrong and you 
punish them, you're training them through the process of conditioning to be less likely to tell you the truth in the future. So that means like when a child makes a mistake and you punish them Mm -hmm. because of that mistake, oh, you stayed out past curfew, you're grounded Mm -hmm. versus like, oh, you came to me, you told me what happened, you Mm -hmm. were honest with me. You need to listen and support them. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, they can still have consequence. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Consequence, not punishment. (laughs) Exactly. And it's always best if it's natural and like goes with the issue. Well, and that's where love and logic comes in is like if, and I, I think, and I know we've said it before and I don't remember what episode I want to say love and logic, but if, or even one of mine uh, love languages. I think when a child is genuinely sorry for what they've done and they know they messed up, you cannot punish them for it. I mean, you can give them a consequence, but if you come at them with love and say, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being honest. I know that that was probably very hard for you to be honest. So I appreciate it. We're still going to take away or we're still going to have you do X, Y, and Z Mm -hmm. for your chores because of what you did but thank you for telling me whatever it might be so especially if your child's love language is words of affirmation um because when you punish them with words it's even more harmful well and then sarah goes on to say like when they admit their wrongdoings to you they've already been punished enough by their own conscience like they're eating at themselves and I can speak from experience, oh, you know, like yeah. telling your parents something you've done wrong, especially as like a young adult slash teenager Oy. or even a kid, you know, like it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And if you shut that down as a parent or a teacher and punish them at the get go, like yeah. they're just not going to come to you anymore. Mm-mm. So another reason why they might lie is that they don't trust you with their truth. So if you want your child to talk to you and to tell you the truth, no matter how embarrassing or uncomfortable they are, you have to listen. And my gosh, if there is like an overarching thematic like ideal to our podcast, I've realized how important it is to just listen. And I've worked really hard ever since we started this podcast on just listening because yeah. it can be so hard as a teacher when there's 30 of them and there's like so much going on yeah so listening intently even when you don't feel like doing so or when you don't consider what the child is talking about to be important it is key to building good communication for the future so like when you belittle or criticize their actions and feelings you make it more likely for them to withhold information in the future mm-hmm. or just lie to you in the future and I think about like even the little things, you know, that they come up to you about and that sometimes are like, <laughs> Susie doesn't want to be my friend yep. and she's doing this. It's mm. like sometimes as a teacher, it's like, I have stuff to do, yep. Yep. <laughs> but in the long run, it will pay off if you listen. Mm-hmm. If they confess something to you, you need to keep it a secret between the two of you for real. Mm -hmm. Not just say that you're going to because they know. (laughs) They find out. You tell. And if you tell people what they've confessed to you in confidence that they're likely going to lie to you in the future. And I think about how important it is as a teacher, like 
if a child comes to you, heaven forbid, about something going on at home where they are being hurt, you need to be so careful with that information Mm -hmm. and how you proceed. And every school should have guidelines for how to proceed on that. Um, So just be mindful of how to proceed and what that looks like in your school. That's Mm -hmm. like not, she didn't write that, but I just felt (laughs) compelled Compelled. to say that um they might lie to you because they feel bad about the truth so as we mentioned before we adults don't necessarily like to confess when we've said or done something wrong and we feel bad for our actions I love confessing when I'm wrong but that's just because I'm now in this era of like vulnerability same (laughs) but that's the thing is like I almost like want to admit now when I'm wrong or did something Same. wrong because it weighs on me if I yeah. don't. And who likes a person that's that does no wrong? That's like oh yeah, perfect in essence. No mm-hmm. one. No one enjoys being around those people. Like <laughs> it is so much better to just own up to your actions. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, children confessing means that they are admitting their mistake out loud and it's a protective me- mechanism and it stops them from having to cope with negative feelings Mm. and last but not least they might lie to you because of peer pressure don't make your children scared of telling you the truth and don't encourage them to lie help them to understand that there is nothing in the world that they cannot tell you I Mm -hmm. think that's so important as a parent like just to show love unconditionally and as a teacher too you know like There is nothing that you cannot come to me with. And I will always be here. I found myself saying that a lot already this year to a lot of students of like, hey, like if you need to come talk to me, I'm here. If you need to come talk to me, I'm here. So I'm really trying to say it a lot more this year. I did say it last year a lot Mm -hmm. and I would have students that would say, can I have a private conversation? And I really enjoy when students say that because I know that they feel comfortable coming to me. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, if your students ever say like, can I have a private conversation? you have to follow up with them if it's not a good time and that's something that I kind of failed at I think last year a couple times when a student would say can I have a private conversation I'd say yes like at this time or whatever and then forget about it yeah and it's hard but I always tell mine I'm like you need to remind me because I will forget yeah um but I have noticed that too like I've had a lot of students use that language can I have a private conversation with you Mm -hmm. and I just haven't heard that before so either kudos to first grade teachers or kudos to parents for like empowering their children to ask for those things oh see I tell them at the beginning of the year if you ever want to have a private conversation with yeah, me I've never like and I just I mean kids still come up to like in yeah. years past like they've always come up to me and like asked for asked it. to talk mm-hmm. but to use the language can I have a private conversation without prompting from me I was oh, like okay that's awesome yeah that's really really great yeah um but listen intently to what they're telling you hold back on blame and punishment stay calm and think about how you can support them mm-hmm. so how instead of encouraging children to be liars <laughs> how can we encourage them to be honest and it's a very simple answer don't make your children scared of telling you the truth and don't encourage them to lie <laughs> obviously wow so simple (laughs) um help your child understand that there's nothing in this world that they can't tell you like I said before just always be that listening ear don't blame them don't punish them for telling you the truth Mm -hmm. I think the really important part is to like 
stay calm or just to remain like neutral. Yeah. You know, don't let your emotions kick up and ask yourself, why are they lying to you? Is it because they're scared of your reaction? Are they afraid of upsetting you? Consider their feelings because in most cases, they're not feeling good about lying in the first place. Yeah. So you have to think about what you want them to achieve in terms of discipline. If you want them to tell you the truth in the future, you have to work on your response to them, stay calm, and guide them to a better response and choices in the future. That's a pretty like short and sweet chapter. Yeah. Which is great. So I was like, okay, for the episode, I need to... <laughs> add on because mm-hmm. that's just not enough mm. so i looked through the book and i was like what else can we talk about that's very prevalent <laughs> in our lives currently mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm sure as school has started up for most schools at this point because we're past labor day now we're going to talk about how to cope with whining and sulking yes please because we love a good wine and sulk do we (laughs) no we don't (laughs) not only does it impact you it literally impacts every teacher walking by because they all see it Mm -hmm. it's like a very public thing yes whining and sulking yes it is (laughs) so why do children sulk and whine Hmm. well both of these whining and sulking center around a child perceiving a lack of control Mm -hmm. and a feeling of powerlessness so this overwhelming overwhelming feeling of not being listened to or respected and a lack of connection with an adult equals sulking and whining. In almost all cases, a child is suffering in some form, mm-hmm. one way or another. Yeah. Which is so nice to hear because it's like there is a solution it feels like. Kind of, yeah. You know? So they might be sulking and whining because they feel a lack of control. How many times have we talked about autonomy? Too many times. There is not a single adult out there that I know that wants to be told what to do all the time. 24-7. Yeah. I'm sorry. But especially as I like continue to grow and get older and Mm be more mindful of like my mental health and my space. Mm -hmm. Like there is nothing worse than being told what to do. Like, I'm sorry, but what child wants to be told what to do as well? So the, this might be the top reason why a child whines and sulks. And it's because they struggle for control over their daily lives and environments. Mm. These are often expressions of their feelings of powerlessness. When children of any age feel powerlessness to control situations, they're going to react. They're going to whine. They're going to sulk. And they know that there is nothing they can do to control the situation. So that's what they can control is their own behavior. Mm -hmm. So you're going to reap the rewards of that one. (laughs) Um, They know that communication is pointless, which is really sad. Yeah. Um, They might be whining and sulking simply because they lack communication skills. This one was really important for me to hear, especially as like, I think about ELL students, Mm -hmm. you know, new students, people that don't have the language yet. Language acquisition, especially for toddlers and preschoolers, is often not on a level with the emotions that they might be experiencing. Mm, That makes sense. I'm sorry, but that's also prevalent for second graders. Oh, 100%. And beyond. You cannot just assume because they are a full grown child that Mm -hmm. they know 
how to express feelings yeah and a lot of I mean we've said it before but a lot of it comes from home and how they communicate but like children act out when they don't have a way of communicating how they're feeling and that's the biggest thing with previous episodes that we talk about like not identifying their emotions but also like asking if they can tell you where they're feeling it whatever it might be but they lack those communication skills to be able to tell you how they're feeling so then they just express it in other ways exactly like whining and sulking Mm -hmm. um and then sarah writes can you imagine how frustrating it must be to feel sad angry anxious or tired and not be able to vocalize your needs to people that are caring for you like that has to be so difficult yeah you know yeah um they might be whining and sulking due to lack of emotional regulation we've talked about it before but the the frontal cortex of the brain, which is responsible for helping them to form rational conversations, is not yet fully developed, which results in whining or dramatic displays of feelings like tantrums. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. <laughs> the immature brain development also means that once they are behaving in this manner, they're almost incapable of stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- feel like I've seen videos on this where like, I don't know. Parents just like suggest to let them write it out and like let it happen. Mm. But I wonder how like other parents, you know what I mean? Like what is the answer to a tantrum? Well, something that I did this past week that helped me with one of my students is when he was kind of in the middle of, he was really upset and he wouldn't, I mean, anything you would say to him was no. So he would just yell no. So finally I was just like, all right, let's go. And we left the classroom. I Mm -hmm. went and just put him in the quiet room. Oh, that's right. And just let him sit. I said, okay, I'm going to give you three minutes. If Mm -hmm. you're ready before that, let me know. And I'm like, I'll just be right out here. Mm -hmm. So normally I would take a student in there and like try to talk to them. But like when they're that upset, you're not going to get a whole lot out of them. So I just let him sit with his feelings and emotions in there for a little bit. And then I opened the door. I said, all right, it's three minutes. Do you want to go try again? And he just kind of got up and came with That's me awesome. and did his spelling test because that was what was upsetting him. Right. So like that worked with this particular student. Yeah. And I think um, I've tried in the past to like ask how they're feeling and mm-hmm. things like that. But like you said, when they don't have those names of yeah. feelings and they don't know how to explain, you kind of just have to let them sit and calm and then mm-hmm. come at them with, all right, let let's go back right or when they're in that flight in flight mode you know it's like you really can't get to them yeah like you have to let it right out yeah you know and And in a safe place and just let them calm down and then come and you don't even have to talk about it afterward just Mm -mm. be like okay let's go back yeah and then if it happens again then you can say hey what can we do next time better Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be or hey you can always tell me when you're feeling that way and we can go take a break whatever it might be that's a really good idea (laughs) i like that um, they might be whining and sulking because they feel overwhelmed, which <laughs> I get. Yes. <laughs> I get that. Same. <laughs> Children can feel overwhelmed for all sorts of reasons, whether that be requests being made, work they're expected to do, organization that's required of them, people around them, sensory input, like you name it, it mm-hmm. can be on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling this way, particularly when they cannot control the situations they find themselves in, they can be prone to whining and sulking. 
kind of goes hand in hand, but being overtired, <laughs> which again, I get mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> when a child of any age is overtired, whether it's from lack of sleep, overdoing activities, long days at school, they can be or their behavior regresses. Mm. And as adults, I mean, come on, we struggle to control our emotions when we're exhausted. So it's not surprising that this is true of children as yeah. well. And last but not least, they might whine and sulk because they feel like they're not being heard, which goes back to kind of what we were talking about before, like about listening. Mm-hmm. So when a child feels disconnected with their caregivers, teachers, parents, etc., their behavior regresses. So if a child doesn't feel listened to, they can quickly resort to whining and sulking. Conventional wisdom says to ignore them when they are sulking or pay no attention to them when they whine. This is outdated advice and is the worst thing that you can do. Ignoring a child who is whining and sulking because they feel disconnected only highlights the fact that you're not listening to them. Mm. And it increases their perceived lack of control over life, which is sad. Another common response to whining is, I don't understand what you're saying. Speak properly or whatever. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. This only makes children feel chastised and that their feelings are being ignored and it increases the problem. And they're just likely to result in more whining in the future. So it doesn't help. Yeah. And it also, so. I mean, if a child is whining and sulking and you're ignoring it, they're, I don't know, usually it, it is a cry for attention. Yes. And it just yes. depends. I mean, I do have a child that will uh, whine and his whining is very loud, but his mom also says like it's a call for attention mm. and usually if you can ignore it because he's trying to get attention in any way he can right. good or bad mm-hmm. um most of the time it's bad <laughs> he sad. wants that attention when he does things like that so it's like i think it depends on the child mm-hmm. because his kind and of what does, trigger is yeah you don't know, and his kind of needs to be ignored almost mm-hmm. sometimes um because well, i find that if i say something about it it gets worse yeah well and especially like letting that ride and then following up Mm -hmm. you know it's all about the follow-up yeah hey jimothy Jimothy. why were you whining and sulking what's (laughs) happening (laughs) talk to me what is it what do they say in uh the cps model what happened what's up what's up what's up (laughs) what's up bud it's so funny because i notice that coach says that a lot now when he does he he says something he's like yeah you just gotta follow up be like what's up what's up with that why are we doing that what's up i love it so much big fan (laughs) he's just crushing it this year and i'm so proud of him doing great anyway (laughs) so let's talk about how we can stop this behavior because we all know that is the number one priority Mm -hmm. is to put it to an end so number one time has the biggest impact I think you said it best yourself like letting it ride mm-hmm. you know wait until it's a good moment to follow up Two, listen intently so connection is always at the top of recommendations when helping with undesirable behavior I think in any form mm-hmm. take time to really listen to what the child is saying make eye contact when they speak communicate with them at their level physically and make them the focus of your attention. Put your phone away, close your computer, put the work to the side, and just listen. When they speak to you, repeat back what they're saying. They did that a lot in the CPS model as well. This helps a child feel validated. 
And Catherine M. Wallace, who I actually have no idea who that is, <laughs> said, listen earnestly to anything your child. Nope. Listen to anything your children want to tell you, no matter what. If you don't listen eagerly to the little stuff when they are little, they won't tell you the big stuff when they are big. Listen to them all. No. Where did I? They don't listen to you when the stuff is big because to them, all of it has always been the big stuff. Oh, that was nice. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Everything. Everything is big stuff when they're little. Yeah. Everything, everything is. <laughs> That's why I'm like struggling yeah. with the, it's my birthday in two months. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you yep. and me both. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I get so, I'm like, thank you for sharing. And then I just like kind of move on and I get yeah. it. I know we've mentioned this before, but it is like everything to them is big stuff. So everything. you do as a parent really need to listen to it when it yeah. is the little stuff so that they can trust you with the big stuff when it is actually big stuff. Yeah. And as a teacher, it's like, I feel empowered to pass that to the parents because you have a ratio of maybe one to like three, maybe six. If you have six kids, like we mm. have like 30 kids. Yeah. You might have 10 <laughs> if you're like cray cray. If you're one of those families. Because there are families that have 10 kids oh, and know. beyond. Like I, that's fine. I but watched like, Cheaper by the Dozen last night. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. <laughs> such a good movie. And I'm like, how does one do that? 12 <laughs> children. That's insane. No. But for real, like that is, yes, as teachers, we're going to listen intently in every way that we can. But there are also 30 of them and one of us. Yes. So like, please don't make that our silver responsibility. <laughs> um, another way that you can help alleviate this behavior is alternative communication, which we are kind of bringing up earlier. So for younger children that struggle with that language acquisition and not being able to communicate their feelings verbally, using nonverbal methods of communication can be a, a big difference. So whether that be sign language, which I know you, I think, have tried in your classroom, like, oh, when they're feeling a certain way, they give you a sign mm, and they know to like, yeah. and you know to take them out. Or maybe it's cards, like flipping through cards. I had one year where a kid used like red, <laughs> yellow and green cards. We were in that class together. Oh, yeah. When they were feeling double red, double it red. got really bad. That meant he got to go home. Mm. Don't make that an option. <laughs> Don't ever make that That should an not option. be an option. Um <laughs> But make up a secret language between you two so that your child can let you know when they're feeling overwhelmed or tired or whatever it is mm -hmm. that they're feeling that makes them feel like the behavior is going to escalate. More autonomy. Wow. Shocker. I am shooketh. <laughs> Again, helping children to feel like they have more power over their lives is one of the best ways to reduce whining and sulking. That and, well, every other behavior in the book. Yeah, seriously behavior no <laughs> behavior behavior autonomy does not mean letting your children do whatever they want mm. i hope you've learned this on our podcast at this point like we have said this yeah many of times however you do need to let them control as much as possible you can do this in so many ways as a parent as a teacher like i can think of a thousand ways you know to just give them a little bit of power let them choose what color they get to grade their paper with. Mm -hmm. Let them choose whether they want to do literature or history first. Whatever it is, give them choice. If you're a parent, Sarah mentions like you can ask them what, when, how much they eat, what they wear. Oh, this is important. 
boundaries can be put in place for all of these, mind you. You give them autonomy over their friendships, family activities, their hairstyle, obviously with boundaries, <laughs> especially when you go to a school that regulates hairstyle, yeah. um, personal hygiene, again, boundaries. <laughs> like, yes. do you want to brush your teeth with the yellow toothbrush or the red toothbrush? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they have two. <laughs> well, which toothpaste do you want to use? The adult one or the kid one? Uh, what hair tie do you want to use? The black one or the brown one? There you go. Like so many choices so many choices their bedroom decor oh yeah like so many things just do it here's a big one which is also very simple which all humans in america need to do Mm. adults included more downtime yeah i think that goes across the board like for every individual in america we need to rest (laughs) When children are tired or overwhelmed, you need to schedule some downtime into their day and it will help with behavior. You can have even a nice little space in your house or in the classroom that's a chill out area. Bean bags, books, blankets, like twinkle lights if you really want to go all out. Pillows. Our chill out room has a bean bag and a chair. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be crazy with it. But there should be space for rest in your life and your child's life. They don't need every outside school activity mm-hmm. known to man. They're going to be fine. And I'm just thinking even in schools, like just with the way our, or at least how I see our school is, is really like we need to take advantage of every moment of every day. Yes. Which I appreciate. But at the same time, like that's also just giving into a society where it's just like nonstop, nonstop, always must work really hard. This American culture. And that's the thing. It's the American culture. And it's like, I wish we could kind of take and look at other cultures and how they literally take two hours in the middle of the day to have lunch, like relax and chill and then get back to work. Like that's just become a part of other culture or other like regions, whatever we just are have to, we just like have to take advantage of every little minute we have in the day where it's like, I feel like I wish we could have a little bit more like leeway and downtime, but I agree with you yeah. wholeheartedly. It's I, just nonstop all the time. I don't know if I would say that we are the unpopular opinion in that because I feel like a lot of Americans are starting. In, I even had a conversation with my little sister about it the other day at breakfast when she was in town, but it was just like more people now than ever are like thinking about their mental health and how that pertains to their work life. Mm-hmm. And we're no longer in this space, at least a lot of us, where it's like, yeah, work can rule my life. And I think that's the same for children. Like school should not rule their life. Mm -hmm. You know, homework needs to be 20 minutes or less, depending, okay, depending on the age level. Second graders, we go at 20 minutes, you know, they should be able to have fun with activities, but also they don't need to be training for the Olympics. (laughs) I'm sorry, but these kids that have two-hour gymnastics practices, like, yeah. on a Wednesday night. Or, like, ballet. I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh. I think about that as a mother, and it's like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely not. I did not join the palm team in college because they practice at, like, 6 a.m. and then 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. every day. And I was like... That's absurd. I'm sorry, but what child... Mind you, they wake up at, like... 
6 30 7 a.m mm-hmm. they go to school all day until 3 30 p.m by the time they get home it's 4 p.m you're rushing them to soccer practice at 4 30 p.m they eat they do their homework they go to bed like yeah. and imagine that five days of the week and that's you're how, living for the weekend yep like, that's you how can't it do is that. that's how it was when I was a kid I mean yes. all four of us we always had sports and it was just non-stop all the time and I appreciate it because it it gives you this like solid work ethic of like I want to work hard and I want to earn what I'm working hard for but it's also like you said we need to just like appreciate relaxing yes you we should be I as a 27 year old adult have a really hard time accepting myself to relax like Mm -hmm. I get mad yeah when I'm I feel relaxing Mm -hmm. I beat myself up and that's not okay Mm -hmm. um anyway that's my tangent for the day (laughs) I haven't had very many so yeah let me have it um I I gift it to you yes thank you I am really passionate about that one too Mm. Anyway, what else can you do to help them not whine and sulk? More physical connection. I thought this one was nice. A hug. Like a hug can help at any age. Touch is a great regulator for children, Mm -hmm. I think, and adults. Like when I am struggling, a hug is always like, oh, okay. You're like, thank you. I'm fine. Yes. And last but not least, encourage emotion release. Again, we've talked about these things. When children become too full with these emotions, these uncomfortable feelings, they will be grumpy and irritable and whiny. You need to let them have a good cry or just talk it out, you know, explore ways to help them communicate their feelings in a safe environment and just let them have at it. It can be so cathartic for both of you Mm -hmm. and talk to them daily. I know that we've mentioned this in an episode previously, but Skylar, gosh, like what, probably a month or two ago, babysat these boys whose parents talked to them every single night. And when Mm -hmm. I say talk to them, I don't mean like at the dinner table. Like, yes, they probably do that too, Mm -hmm. but they go into their rooms separately. Mom handles one, dad handles another, and they just talk. They talk about their day. Yeah. Like let them. beautiful. That's another thing that goes with resting, you know, like have conversation Mm -hmm. ask questions be an attentive listener there is nothing that feels better than having someone just listen Mm -hmm. you don't have to have solutions if they're bringing up problems but maybe it's just a conversation will help talking for me is like one of the best releases. Like, let me just talk it mm-hmm. out and then I feel better. Yeah. And being listened to is huge. Yeah. Feels so good. It does. That's that's all I have for you today. I appreciate it. <laughs> I needed to hear things about lying because... <laughs> I needed to hear that it's okay to rest. That's what I needed. Out of, out of the hour episode, of that the is hour. exactly what I needed to hear. Feels awesome. good does anyway any hoozle you want to end with a positive oh yes. i'm gonna have you start because i think did i start last week i don't remember you start maybe um let's see this week was uh i had my dress fitting which was awesome 
and my dress is a little loose so I gotta get it altered but then I also had messaged because my dear um Cece over on the east coast um I know that she started school this week so I messaged her mom and I'm just trying to find the message um I was like hey just thinking about you guys um I think it I was like I'm pretty sure it was Cece's first day of school just wanted to see like how it was whatever she goes hi it was and she came home and said we need to call Miss Royce on the first day of school she was like we need to call Miss Royce (laughs) that's awesome so it was just like nice to hear that and then also this is too many positives but there are um, never too never many too positives. many but like more than one I messaged or I was going through a lot of my like papers and stuff from childhood because my mom we were cleaning out her, her garage and she gave all of us our buckets <laughs> um because my mom keeps everything and she kept a bucket of all my like preschool stuff first grade second grade like she had all the slips from preschool of like today your child had this as a snack like daily notes she kept all of them (laughs) anyway I found a note from my second grade teacher and it was like this beautifully written note of like how much she appreciate whatever and so I reached I was able to find her on Facebook and reached out to her kind of similar how you said you did with your teacher mm-hmm. and because she had I think all four of like my or three of my siblings and myself and so oh. I reached out to her and I was like I don't know if you remember me but and she does and she was just like um saying how impactful it was to have me and my siblings in her class and how like sweet I was as a child and like everything like that and it was just nice to be able to kind of like reach out to her and say like I understand now what it's like yeah and it's my dream to like in 20 years to have a student reach out I was and just so I was like so I was compelled thing. to reach out to you because I know that like how impactful that is so it, it is. was beautiful to be able to kind of reminisce a little bit yeah Yeah. I literally dream of that day yeah like I cannot wait until I get my first high school graduation invite Mm -hmm. or like college graduation invite or wedding like whatever it is is. like I hope these second graders know like I am in it for life with them yeah and like I will when I say I will always be there I literally mean (laughs) I will always be there we are there just makes me so happy anyway that's my positive i love it what's yours um oh gosh positive positives this week was good (laughs) sweet (laughs) i don't know there's lots of great things happening in life that not not gonna tell you yet oh (laughs) no it's not yet secret um (laughs) soon enough soon enough but I booked, no, we went to um, a catering testing thingy, like where we tried their food. Yeah. Well, yeah, like not a cake tasting, but like a food tasting. Yeah, tasting. It was very delicious. Oh, good. Um, So we'll probably move forward on booking a caterer, which is exciting. What kind of food are you going to? Just like your standard. Um, We had, they have like prickly pear flautas, which was phenomenal. Um, Beef empanadas 
There was um, this really yummy salad with like feta and craisins and oh, it was so good. Oh, Pumpkin yeah. seeds. But then the mains are like your chicken, your steak, your mashed potatoes kind of thing. So it's like okay. very much wedding food. But then they do end of night stuff too, which Love I was that. super pumped about. Yep. So that was super fun. It was just like a nice kind of date night for David and I. Mm. And yeah, David's been gone this weekend on a boys trip which is super awesome, but I'm very excited to have him back today. So I can't wait to go get him. That's kind of like (laughs) my highlight of today, but yeah, all good things in the world right now. Oh yeah. Can't complain. (laughs) I need to, now that you mentioned your teacher, I need to go. I, Mrs. Horton has written me back. So Mrs. Horton, if you are listening to this, I have your letter. (laughs) I have it in my possession. I have not opened it, but just with like the chaos of moving and getting settled again, I have not responded to her. So I will respond to you. I promise. <laughs> um, life has just gotten away from me from school and all that good stuff. So I will respond. I promise. And thank you for always writing me. I love you. <laughs> so sweet. All right. Cool. That's it, people. We'll see you next week when Skylar thinks of something fresh and new. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) If you have any ideas, let us know. Otherwise, I'm going to resort back to gentle discipline for the time being. I don't know what... Excuse me. I don't know what I'm going to do. So we'll find out. It's going to be glorious, though. I cannot wait. Oh. Oh. We did not mention this at the beginning. We probably should have. Yes. So I feel bad now not mentioning this at the beginning, but... Today is September 11th, so I do, and I feel very, um, like, it is very important to say thank you for all the first responders, to all the people that were involved, to everyone that lost a loved one on this day 21 years ago. You are in our thoughts and our prayers, and we will be speaking about this to our children tomorrow, to our students, not our children, Mm -hmm. same thing, we always call them our children, Yes, but... Thank you to all of our first responders, like I said, and everyone involved in the ongoings of 9-11. I just don't want that to go unnoticed. Unnoticed, Yes. yes. And I'm sorry that it's at the end of the episode and not at the beginning, but I got nervous when we started, so I forgot. (laughs) So yeah, just being completely honest. Yes. Thank you. I know we were kind of the last-ish generation that kind of remembers Mm -hmm. it at least a little bit. And so it was very impactful. And Mm -hmm. we, you know, we remember coming together as, as a country really. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, yep. You're in our thoughts. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.